0: That's right, yeah. NBA Strayer, how are you going? How are you going? It is Tuesday, all day, March 22nd, and I am your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whomstaffer wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff, I'm here in Larry Lariama um Studios wearing a t-shirt. It's a bit weird. I don't think I've worn one of these for a bit. <laughs> Especially during this show. Got a bit cool down here in Melbourne. Anyway. Uh, I'm here, Larry Amar Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA, while repping Straya just a little bit, that's what we do. Says it on the tin. Tell you what, big day today. Simo's fucked a disc and he's back. Jamal Crawford retired, so we're going to talk about some six men. Dame's done, Zion's probably done, Paul George might be back. We've got all of today's games covered in the NBA Australia game wraps, there's nine of them. Uh, we've got That's Not a Knife, All mate. No mate, Spud of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yanazi yeah, on popular opinion of the day and our back take where we're serving up fine grilled takes. Uh, the Australian player watch is there. I think we all got wins today as well, which is kind of nice. And we've got a Shane Hill Shooter, shoot 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 Your shot light him up award, as well as the game previews and picks for tomorrow. Before we finish up with a brand new Deli review. That's right, he's back. Love it. I think he's doing Drive to Survive. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, episode seven seventy nine of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the Shaq attack! Oh, you better. I was uh, stoked that people actually saw that video yesterday—a shack hitting the uh, hitting the shot while DJing. <laughs> TJ Diesel. That was pretty cool. So uh, I'm glad that that went a little bit more viral than it was yesterday. So i love to see that. Uh, what, else, what else? You better watch out for the Christian Wood attack. No. Not if you're a uh, Lismore flood survivor. Hopefully you're uh, looking out for yourselves out there. Nobody else is apparently. And uh, But Christian Wood, the actual Christian Wood. Not what ScoMo's got for uh, dicking folks about and giving them government assistance. Because uh, he went absolutely ham today talk about that in a second. Right, let's get stuck in the way we start every show here at NBA Show with the daily whip around Ben Simmons. Fox Hill Benny. He's got a herniated disc in his back. So they've done an MRI after he uh, had his epidural on it uh, to sort of loosen it all up, make sure it was a little bit more uh, cool. And uh, pretty interesting, Steve Nash said he's had this a couple of years ago. So he's had them throughout his career at some points, and I guess there was a flare-up. I'm not sure when they recognized it was beyond a back flare-up and a herniated disc or whatnot. But somewhere along the lines there, there was the reason for the epidural. Yep. Uh, But they are still saying, yeah, look, it doesn't really change much because it's still the same sort of process of uh, trying to get it fixed, just rehab, get some work done, do a bit of physio, bro. Hopefully, they're still hoping that they uh, get him back before the end of the regular season. And I'll tell you what, watching that game today, watching them... uh, Almost lose to Portland on the weekend as well. The Nets really uh, <laughs> could use him, but it's at the same time. Sometimes you just like look at a game like today and go. Sometimes KD is just enough. Other news I mentioned at the top. Dame is done. Dame Dollar Dunske's. Uh, he. We all knew it was coming, but now it's official. The Blazers are like, yeah, he's done for this season, bro. Everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, dude, you like wiped out most of your team. We understand the Dame's not coming back. <laughs> Zion. Might be done as well. He's not expected to return to play this season, but apparently he's making progress toward on-court work. This is a pretty crazy, uh, just one of those sliding doors moments. If you go back to basically what, prior to training, or well, around training camps, like, oh, yeah, Zion fucked his foot. It'll be good to go by the first week. Boom. Didn't play all season. The big rig, he's been doing stationary shooting. He's able to bear weight on his injured foot. Oh, I'm glad he can bear weight on it. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, he's not coming back this season. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah, he can bear weight on his foot. He's a professional basketball player. I fucking hope so. (laughs) He's not going to be running or doing stuff, jumping. Just think about his poor feet. How big is he? He's wildly athletic. Just think about those poor feet every time he fucking lands. Shit. Shit. He'll be lucky to be come back coming back by the start of next season, if you ask me. Anyway, the Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis. Uh, he hit his knee uh, with uh, Michael Bridges the other day. And um, they did an MRI, but he's basically going to sit out the next five games on their road trip. Uh, essentially, yeah, they'll check him out once they come back. So... That might be just about it for the Suvlaki King this season because there's not a giant amount of games left after those five for Sacramento. So, kind of stinks because, especially for the Kings, you're rocking a pretty hefty playoff drought, the longest going still in the NBA. And you really want to see, look, you've probably got a bit of a notion of what Fox, Barnes, and uh, Suvlaki King look like all playing together. Davion Mitchell, obviously. And. Like, at times, it's looked pretty good. But, I mean, do you have any real answers? Probably not. Wouldn't mind, of you know, seeing a couple of extra games. But anyway, some other gooder. Gooder? <laughs> That's right. Some gooder. It's gooder. It's fucking cheese. Ah, good news. Good news, everyone. Uh, Paul George. Bit of 4 and 4 practice against some of the Clippers assistant coaches with minimal contact. I love that. That's how I play basketball. <laughs> oh, bro, my shoulder's a bit sore. Can we go a bit minimal contact, please? Ah, uh, his shooting elbow is feeling better, so I don't know man like hopefully he's kept up the cardio <laughs> and he'd be good to go, but wow, what a sneaky sleeper the clip has become if uh, Kawhi, he's <laughs> doing his secret squirrel fucking rehab Paul George is out there just going I'm pretty good to go let's let's dance the clip has become wildly hilarious dangerous uh harden and Bede set out today uh which was hilarious and the uh Six is still beat the number one seed in the East. Love that. And Lonzo, other bad news. So not good news, bad news. It's bad news. Uh, He's going to have to stop running for about 10 more days. Rehab's not apparently going great. He's continuing his strength training, but can't continue his running program. Hit a plateau in his rehab where his uh, knee is sort of flaring up a little bit. So that uh, goes past what? He had knee surgery back in January. They said about eight weeks. It's going to go past that. The Bulls are just going to hope that they sort of get him back in time for the playoffs, maybe. And, again, it's going to be similar to Simmons, right? Like, you get him back, you're not going to be able to do too much in a couple of games, but at least you want to get him in there and throw him around. At least in good news, Patch Williams was back for the Bulls, though. So that was kind of nice today. Another former Bull, Jamal Crawford. Ah, Jamal. He retired. You hate to see it. I mean, wait, he played 20 years. It's fine. I don't think we need to fucking shed too many tears. Like, he was cooked about... Nine years ago, basically. Oh, but Jimmy had 51 like when he was 38, man. Yeah, in a game that didn't matter for a team that was horrible. Uh, and <laughs> Jamal Crawford. The other and Jamal. Seattle's finest. I love Jamal Crawford. Uh, what a really big, important piece on that Clippers team with uh, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, etc. And yeah, super handy in like all of his stops. Three times six man of the year award winner. So well played, Jam- Jamal. He's awesome. Good on him. 20 years. And the NBA players of the week are renounced, Carl Anthony Towns out there in the West and in the East, Jason Tatum. Nice. Right, let's do some game wraps from today. Game wraps, game wraps, go, bro. Game wraps, game wraps, goobro. game wraps. Game wraps, game, wraps game wraps, that's right. Charlotte beat New Orleans 106 103. Crazy game. Awesome game. With huge implications for both, uh, both fighting for their play in spot lives essentially in seeding. Uh, despite Herb being booted in the third for throwing an elbow into uh, Miles Bridges' head. Uh, the Pelicans look like they might have this, and then boom, I think they're up eight going to the fourth. And uh, the Hornets got him. Terry Rousey was smoking in some shots. Bridges hit a big three late that uh, gave them the lead, and boom. They held on. Everybody contributed in that fourth quarter for Charlotte as well. It was the craziest thing. It's like the ball was moving. They were hitting shots, and New Orleans like, oh, God, they had a chance to tie it at the end, and CJ... Uh, didn't have a good look, and then it sort of just went a bit haywire. So, tough loss for the Pals. Uh, That's five straight wins for the Hornets, though. Uh, CJ, he had 27 points, six assists. CJ McCollum looking good in his return. What a year he's had. Jesus. You know, busted lung. COVID. Oof. Injuries. Anyway. Hopefully he's all right there in the uh, Pelicans. My name is Jonas Valanciunas. Had a massive run. 24 points, 18 rebounds and five assists. Two blocks. Absolutely beasted. Plums. You love that. And Montrez. Uh, But the problem was for the Pals, outside of Najee Marshall, they got, like, nothing else. Five points on five shots for Herb. Jackson Hayes had a 9-7. Devontae Graham was playing against his old team. Got a video tribute. It turns out he was the mole. He was the mole the entire time. He was out there going one of eight. What are you doing? That is absolutely brutal. Um, but Demonte Graham, I mean, he was very much uh a... <laughs> Very much out there, just going. No, I'm definitely not trying my hardest to uh, lose this. But yeah, it was some Grant Bowler shit. That's how much you was the mole. Uh, The Hornets 19 four and nine for Lamelo, shot four of nine on threes. 17 for Rosé. Bridges had 16 four and five. The little guy, Isaiah Thomas, celebrated the fact that they're giving him a uh, contract for the rest of the season with 15 points. Good to see that. I love that he landed somewhere for at least the rest of the season. Uh, 12 two and two for Montrez. 11 10 and three for Plums. Good win for Charlotte. As I mentioned, five on the trot. Solidifying that playing spot for them. Uh, the Pelicans are now 30 and 42, though. It's a tough one for them. Uh, Charlotte, 37-40. 35. I mean, for the uh for the actual sort of standing-wise for the Pels, that was a bit of a uh rough one, I'll tell you, because they had sort of snuck ahead of the Lakers as of yesterday. And uh boom, with the Lakers winning today. Back they go. So the Lakers are the ninth seed. Pel's are in ten, and they are still two games up on the spooge. Lakers, the Lakers. No, the Lakers were good. They beat Cleveland. That's right. Cleveland. One thirty-one, one twenty. This is just a fucking Stephen A. off. The Lakers, the Lakers. Cleveland. That's right. The Lakers versus Cleveland. This was a great game. The Bron-land. Believe Land. He's just a kid from Akron. He brought them their only title. They're actually still trying to get to the uh, playoffs for the first time, sans LeBron. Kind of love that, but I think uh, they got this one in the bag this year. And uh, crazy rough one for Cleveland Cleveland. in the end, though. They led by one going to the fourth. Lakers ripped off, what, a 12-2 run at the start of the uh, fourth. Took control. The Cavs sort of stuck around, but Garland sort of banged his uh, finger pretty late in the fourth. Looked like it really sucked. Uh, LeBron had a huge dunk, then a jumper, and uh, that sort of sunk him. But it was that run right this other the fourth quarter that really buried them. Cleveland's defense was just a bit of a mess all night. I mean, the Lakers, who stink. The Lakers stink! Rang up 131 on the Caps. This is one of those ones where you're like, yeah, Mobley can feel you for Jared Allen. And then you're like, yeah, he is still a rookie. And also, it's better to have two really good defenders than just one. I'm just saying. Uh, Garland was incredible, though. He had 29 points, 17 assists. That's unreal. 18 and 9 for Larry. That's a girl's name, Marknan. Four of ten from downtown. 13 and 5 for Mobley. Lamar Stevens chucked in 16. Isaac Okoro hit four shots. They're all threes. He had twelve points. I just love his hustle. K Love uh got absolutely obliterated and died thanks to LeBron James. Didn't appreciate that. Put LeBron in a headlock afterwards. Pretty funny. Uh thirteen for my sweet baby carrots LeVert as well. They shot 52% and lost because they let the Lakers shoot 56%. Uh, the Lakers, the Lakers, uh, LeBron James at 38, 11, and 12. Yeah, not bad. I think he's only ever lost once to Cleveland, which is hilarious. Uh, obviously, having played there for a million years. Uh, Rusty had 20 points, four, uh, four rebounds, 11 assists. Pretty good game. DJ Augustine did nothing but hit shots. That's literally all he did. He hit all of his shots and nothing else. He was perfect from the floor, 7-7 seven seven from the floor, 6-6 six six from downtown. Zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks and two turnovers. So he was either shooting perfect or giving the ball to the opposition. 11-5 uh, and five, uh, 11, five and 6 for Caruso from Wish, Austin Reeves, 12s each for um, Malik Monk and Stanley Johnson. Stanley Johnson had all 12 of his in the fourth quarter. Had the absolute dagger late where... Uh, yeah, just had a steal, coasted along, put him back up eight, and the game was over. Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Look, still feeling good, feeling all right, looking okay. They're 41-31. and 31. Uh, It's just, without Allen and all the injuries that they've sort of copped all year, they're only one game up on the Raptors now. So the Raptors losing today was a bit of a rough one because that would have vaulted them right there. But tough scenes for the uh, Raps. Couldn't get the win. Cleveland. Sneak one out. And meanwhile, the Lakers, uh, as mentioned, they just vault back up ahead of the Pelicans, 31-41. They're in nine. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, What else do we have? We had Portland. That's right, the Portland Timbers. That's right, the Blazers G League team, where they just run out the soccer team seemingly. They didn't even have Josh Hart. They sat him. They're like, we're not even going to try to win this. We're going to sit Josh Hart. He's been playing too well. And they still won, 119-115 in hilarious fashion. Oh, that's a bad loss for Detroit. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, they tried to lose, and Detroit couldn't win. I mean, that is brutal. The craziest part was they did try. They were down like 23 at some point in the third quarter, and then they took a lead with about five minutes to go in the fourth. Like, Luca Garza went to the line a million times. Um, just a bit of March Madness for Luca Garza. He's loving that. And then Portland rip off like a 7-2 run and get the lead back. Cade turned the ball over a million times on this game. And down the stretch, he was just a little bit gross. Brandon Williams put him back up. Off they went. And, uh, yeah, Justice Winslow, Williams, they just sort of brought him home. The craziest part was there were 90 free throws in this game. Gross! That is a season high. Unbelievable. Pistons had 18 turnovers, went 9 of 35 from 3, and shot a million free throws. Yeesh. Uh anyway, twenty-five points, seven assists, nine turnovers for Cade. He had four steals though. It doesn't quite make up for it, but uh twenty-five and five for Big Deke Bay. Jeremy Jeremiah Grant sat this one up with uh knee soreness, similar to uh last week. Uh in between he had a forty-point game, so <laughs> make of that what you will. Uh Marvin Baggs went six of nine. Nice, and went uh for fifteen and nine. Brandon Williams, twenty-three points for the Blazers, seventeen for Drew Banks. Always love a bit of Drew Eubanks. And Thrift Shop realized that he's actually playing for his NBA career and uh, decided to actually hit a couple of shots. Good for him. Twenty-one points off the bench, five of twelve from downtown. The Pistons are nineteen and fifty-three. The Blazers actively trying to throw away games, and now twenty-seven to forty-four. They <laughs> could still make the plane. Miami lost to Philly. Speaking of basically trying to tank out of uh, games, Philly tried to. They sat hard, and, oh, his hammy's still a bit sore, man. That was a fake injury. We're all, we all know it. beat on the back-to-back, they sat. And uh, Maxi didn't let them lose. That's right. Tyrese Maxi just went, fuck it. Like, the Heat felt like they were in control of this. Always just sort of lurking, 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 about to go bang. Butts, Bam, and Big car Larry were awesome. But just not quite enough from the uh, extraneous heaters, which is a bit weird. And then Tyrese Maxey just took over the fourth quarter. It was absolute chaos! He had 13 points in the fourth quarter, but scored nine straight that salted the game away. The last two and a half minutes, and and-one, then hits a step-back three, then hits another three. Everyone's losing their fucking minds. It's got them up. And then the best bit, he gets the block. Like, they uh, stole the inbounds. Sixers are up uh, six, I believe. Maxey chases the, uh... was it? Caleb Martin... Just blocks the shit out of him with 21 seconds left. And it's like, yeah, getting his name chanted in Philly. Huge. Absolutely huge. He just completely turned the game on its head. It was awesome to see. I love Tyrese Maxey, and that was sick. So, uh, Jimmy Butler had 27-5-6 and six for him. 22-9 and nine with three blocks. Of bam! And a bio with four turnovers. Big boot car, Larry. Played a pretty good game. His first game in a while where he's really uh, looked pretty good. 26-6. and six. There's 20 points, six rebounds, six assists. Shot 6 of 11 from downtown. There goes my hero. I can't hit a shot. Tyler Hero, 5 of 15. Gross. For his 10 points, Oh uh, of 3 from downtown. Duncan Robinson hit 2 of 6, all of which were 3s. For his 6 points. Struis went over of 5. And that was kind of it, right? Like, if you don't have those three dudes giving you a little bit on the positive side, the hate, it doesn't even matter if butts, big booty, and bam, are out there crushing it. You're still going to get beaten by Tyrus Maxey. 40% from three for the Sixers, 50% from floor. That's pretty good. Tyrus Maxey, 28 points. He was awesome. 9 of fifteen, three of 7 from downtown. Tobias Harris, I love this. It's a classic Tobias Harris game. Hey, Tobias, all right. Okay, Tobias, Joel and James are out. We need 29 from you today, mate. Okay, Cage, 14 points it is. I got you. What a fucking useless, useless, useless contract that is. Shake Milton, 20 points. He was awesome. 9 of 18 for him. Cork Maz chucked in 18, knocked in 4 of 7 threes. Niang, 15 points on 3 of 8. He got a start as well. You've got to love that. Miami. Tell you what, they're 47 and 25 now. Philly, with that win of 44 and 27, only two and a half games back. Absolute chaos. Love it. That's right, the one seed is still in play for Philly. They're in the two spot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You love it. Speaking of the, I don't know, the 1-2... Playoff matchups. The Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> That's right. Uh, they beat the Utah, yes, in Brooklyn. Crazy. 114-106. This was plotting along in a predictable. Ah, Brooklyn will hang around. Then Utah will wake up, smash them. And, uh, even though they are the ones on the back-to-back. And then KD just went, KD says no. KD says no. And fucking smashed them. The big men kicked the shit out of Rudy Gobert. Claxton had 11 points in the third quarter. KD had 15. Smashed him back-to-back threes and put him up 16. They rode it from there. There was a big run by the Yaz late in the fourth. Uh, Got it back down to six in the last minute. But KD basically had the ceiling lob to Claxton. Game over. And uh, every time we would go see Utah in Brooklyn, it was always a great one because they do have, like, I swear that the entire cool population of Salt Lake City uh. Like, if you were like, well, I don't, if you had dreams of living anywhere that isn't Salt Lake City and you were from Salt Lake City, you were either in LA or Brooklyn. Like, there's no in between. Like, you don't meet someone in New Orleans going, yeah, well, I grew up in Utah. <laughs> Salt Lake City is where I'm from. It was always Brooklyn and our LA. And, like, so the Nets games would absolutely be packed by Yazga- Yaz fans, which was always hilarious. So, loved it. Uh, for Don, And like, there was just so much weird antipathy from those Jazz fans towards Darren Williams when he was playing for the Nets. I loved every second of that. Uh, anyway, Donnie Mitchell, 30 points for him on 9-23 shooting, 5-15 from downtown, 6 turnovers, not ideal. 18-7 for Conley. Clarkson, 19 points on 19 shots and nothing, nothing from anyone else. Rudy Gobert got towed by Nick Claxton and Bruce Brown. Uh, 11 points, 4 rebounds. Gross. Rudy Gay, nine points. Just nothing. Meanwhile, KD was magnifique. 37 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. He was awesome. Klaxon at 15, six and four. Brucey e. Brown, 22, seven and five. Patty Thrills tracked in 13. Looking good. Goron, That's right. Goron the Flog Dragic. Oh, he's just come out and saved the day. He had seven assists. He had seven points and he shot. Chill, the Woo! Because... Yeah, he shot 311. Love it. Utah forty five and twenty seven. Brooklyn thirty eight and thirty four. They're still in eight, one game up on the Hornets, who, as mentioned, five game win streak. Brooklyn need to keep winning these games. So good on them. Uh Chicago got a big win over Toronto one thirteen ninety nine. Patch back for the Bulls. Love that, and they uh, just clicked a bit. The Bulls today won this one pretty handily. They took control in the third quarter. Raps couldn't buy a bucket, and the Bulls rolled. Uh, a bit of DeMar, just you know, giving the old too small and Fred Van Vliet, his old mucker. DeMar was looking pretty good, but, yeah, the Raps just didn't have the uh, horses in this one, it felt like. It's like, yeah, without OG for another week. And Scotty Barnes just had a bit of a quiet one and just, yeah, sort of all fell apart. Uh, (laughs) That's pretty much what happened. They got outscored, yeah. It was like a 30-18 third quarter, and that sort of just kicked the doors in, and off they went. 22-5-4 with four turnovers for Pascal Sikkim Siakam. Fred Van Vliet, as mentioned, couldn't buy a shot. 7 of 22 shooting for 19 points. He shot 3 of 12 from downtown. He had 9 assists, uh, 5 fouls, but yeah, nothing really going there. Chris Bobby Boucher had 19 as well, 19 and 10. Good game for him, but just nobody else could do anything. Scotty B with the 8, 6, and 5 triple single. Precious, 6 and 9. Nice. Uh, Big Dick Kim Birch with 11, but yeah, they just don't have the dudes right now. A tough one. Meanwhile, the Bulls had Tim, uh, Rosen. There you go for 26 and 5. He shot 11 of 14. The three shots he missed were from 3. That's right. He was 10 of 10 on twos. It's incredible. Uh, 26 and 6 for... 26, 6 and 6. There you go for Adam... Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine. There you go. Vooch, 19 and 13. 11 for EO Dosunmu. And Patch Williams, 7 points in his 19 minutes in his return. Love that. Toronto now 40 and 32. Chicago needed to win that uh, to keep their noses up in the 5 spot because the Cavs are right behind them. They dropped that game. The Ra- the raps would have jumped up to basically be even with the Cavs and the Bulls would have been in bit of danger dropping out of the top 6. Just saying. So 42 and 29 for the for the uh, Bulls now feeling good. Washington, their season's done. Boy. Uh, 115 they lose in Houston 115-97. What a game. What a game massive rally from the Rockets. They smashed him in the end. They were down 23. Boom. 16-zip run over five minutes across the uh, end of the third quarter and the start of the fourth. They take the lead. Christian Wood hit eight threes, hits four of them in the fourth quarter, and they just demoralize them. They're at five. Then, boom, Christian Wood hits a three. Shangoon hits a three. Zinger responds. That's right, the extreme Zinger meal. The extreme Zinger meal. With some free throws. Then, boom, Christian Wood hits another three. KCP gets a layup. Boom! Wood hits another three. And then skaboom! 12-point lead and one. Off he goes. Another three. Skaboom! Christian Wood. Let's just pack her up. The game was over. They won by 18. It was absolutely insane scenes and hilarious. Like, the Supercharged, Supercharged I uh, Couldn't do anything about it. He played a pretty good game. He had 22-13 with five blocks. Uh, I also read six. I don't know what's going on there, but either way. Uh, 16-8 for Rui Hachimura. Uh, 13 for Corey Kispert and the Notorious KCP. But that's kind of the thing. The Wiz without Beal, without an actual point guard. Um, I mean, Rahul Neto had a uh, pretty bloody Ravenel day that much. Couldn't hit a shot. Uh, Just a lot of that going on today as well. (laughs) So Spuds of the Night is... uh, Bit shockers. Bit shockers. But anyway, uh, just a rough one all around, really. But, like, even if you go back to uh, the way the Rockets just sort of went, nah, we'll just keep feeding Christian Wood. It'll be fine. 39 and 10, he hit more threes than the entire Wizards team put together. Like, he was incredible. Eight made threes. Eight of nine from downtown, 39 and 10. What a game. Jalen Green was good too. 17, 6 and 5. Kevin Porter Jr., not so good. 5 and 13, shooting for 11 points. But uh, Eric Gordon chimed in with 5 made three, 3 15. Jay Sean Tate with the old triple single as well, 7, 8 and 6. Uh, but Houston, put a Falkenmann boys, you're done. 30 and 41. The Houston Rockets. 1854. Boston absolutely steamrolling MFS, aren't they? One thirty two, beat OKC, one twenty three. Uh, Trey Man's second quarter was off the fucking hook though. Yeah, twenty three points. He went eight of eight from the floor. Six of six from three. Trey man. Seriously, at yeah, 23 points in the quarter. It was incredible. And still, Boston were up 26 in the third quarter, though. <laughs> they just rolled. Uh, the Thunder pulled it back to, like, seven right at the end, but it was all over. Uh, yeah, Trey Mann with a career-high 35. He went 7-12 from downtown. Like, just absolute chaos. 23-year-old uh, SGA had 31. 19-year-old Poku had a season-high 19. Darius Bailey who's 21, had 22 points and 10 rebounds. OKC okay, so didn't have Dort or Giddy. God, oh, they're going to be a good team. Tatum, though, for the Celtics, thirty-six, seven, and six, uh, six for him. Jalen Brown with twenty-five points. He was awesome. Derek White with eighteen, five, and five. Grant Williams twenty and ten. Good game, love that. And then spent like a bunch of the game afterwards, uh, apparently giving, basically comparing uh, Marvel MCU characters to his teammates, which is feels very on brand for Grant Williams, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Peyton Pritchard went off as well. Fucking five eleven on threes for him for eighteen points. Love it. OKC, they are now twenty and fifty two. Boston, forty five and twenty eight, sitting pretty nice. I'll tell you what, forty five and twenty eight, they are now tied with the Sixers and the Bucks across the two, three, four seeds. That's right. They're only back on basically percentage points. Uh, they're point six one six. Bucks and Sixers are 44 and 27, so they've played less games. The Sixers, uh, the Celtics have one more win and one more loss than both. So they're right there. That is absolutely crazy that the Celtics are now, they could be in the two seed when this is all said and done. Shit, they could be in the one seed the way they're playing. They're only two and a half games back, same as the Sixers, same as the Bucks. Love it. Uh, And finally, Minnesota and Dallas played an absolute belter. Dallas, hold on, 110, 108. This is a chaos game. Dallas had it in hand like. I don't know. They got the lead back in the second quarter. And then down the stretch, out of nowhere from like down 10, the Wolves just flew right back into it. Threes everywhere. Carl Anthony Towns doing stuff. Pat Bev doing crazy shit. It took like four different, like, are they dead yet? Jesus. Put another bullet. Bang. Uh, nothing. And like after their 18th perp- purposefully missed like free throw at the end and like deliberately fouling up three, they finally get over the hump, Dallas. Without, you know, a couple of hiccups there. And (laughs) like, there was a moment where Pat Bev uh, purposely missed a free throw and uh, got the rebound. Perfectly legal as well. Waited until the ball had hit the rim and then charged in after it. And it looked like Luca had fouled him. But on review, there was actually no foul, jump ball. They got the ball back again. And he did it again. It's absolute chaos. But uh, the second time with the Purple's full missing, Uh, off it went. The carom, uh, they couldn't gather it. They still had a chance for, you know, either the tie or the win, but Carl Anthony Towns kept the ball in and kept the uh, clock going, and Dallas escaped with a huge win. Especially with Utah losing. It's a really big win for Dallas. So, uh, for the Wolves, Carl Anthony Towns had 22, 8, and 3. 19 for Ant Man. Uh, 18, 5, and 4 for D 6 of 16 shooting. Classic D uh Touring the Red Bull Prince with 17 and 4. Pat Bev went 2 of 10. 3 of 8 on free throws, but. God damn! Just the amount of chaos and just heartbreak he put Luca through—it was well worth it. He's a nutter, Pat Pev. Luca fucking hates him. He's just like, I'm sick of this guy so fucking much. I just—I don't have the energy. <laughs> it's like this squid running around. And like at the end of a day, I'm just like, Nah, man, I'm good. Oh God! All right, let's do lightsabers. Got a couple of the blow-up lightsabers. Great investment. <laughs> Fifteen, six, and ten for Luca. Eight turnovers, and he shot 5 of 17. And, that's right, what did he do on threes? Woo! Yeah, 3-11 for Luka on threes. Just a rough shooting day. Put through the ringer by the Wolves and uh, escape with the win, though. 22-8 for Dwight Powell, 15 for Brunson. Reggie Bullock, sniper alert. 6 of 11 from downtown for his 18 points. Dorian Finney-Smith was huge as well, 15-7-4. Spencer chucked in 20 off the bench. Spencer, Spencer, Dinwiddie. Massive, massive, massive vibes. Minnesota now 42-31. and 31. Dallas 44-28. and 28. So just think about it. Had Dallas have just managed to screw that one up, Minnesota would be right there. And uh, instead, Minnesota dropped back under the Nuggets with that one loss by a half game. And, whereas they could have been right there in fifth with the Mavs. This is chaos. It's so much fun. Anyway, let's do an NBA Australia-approved performance of the night. (laughs) That's not a nice. That's a nice. I got three good ones. Christian Wood, fucking hell, what a game. What a game by what ScoMo's got for... uh, Oh, yeah, people are mean to me a lot. It's a bit weird. uh, Christian Wood, 39 and 10. 14 of 18 from the floor. 8 of 9 from downtown. Two more threes in the entire Wizards team. He was on such a heat check. He's just throwing shit in from, like, out of nowhere and just going, nah, I don't think that. Oh, fuck, I went in. Shoot, man. Uh, LeBron. Cleveland, this is for you. Dropped 38, 11, and 12 on their head. <laughs> 17 of 29, he shot. He was, and that was, he missed all four of his threes. What a crazy game. But a triple-double going back to Cleveland. The Lakers needed it. LeBron got it. And KD was just making stupid shots against Utah all game. He went 15 of 23 from the floor, four of seven on threes, 37, nine and eight. But there was like, just the way he controlled that game to get the win against Utah was absolutely amazing. Cause it's like, they have no other recourse. Like without Kyrie, without Ben Simmons, they're just like, KD, you're please save us. You're our only hope. It's like, there you go. The Nets are Princess Leia. Like, Absolutely chaos. He was awesome. So KD LeBron James and Christian Wood. That's a uh, hell of a murderous row of NBA Australia-approved performances of the night. Who is Spud of the Night, however? Spud, 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 Spud. of the, night. Spud of the night. I mentioned a bunch in the Rahul Neto with the 1 of 8 showing today against Houston. He was brutal. He did have, like, 10 assists, though, Raul. Not bad. Uh, we also got a 1 of 6 from uh, Trenton Forest. Love a bit of that one. 1 of 8 for Chris Dunn for the uh, Blazers against Detroit Basketball. Isaiah Livers, the young bloke, for Detroit. He went 1 of 7, all of which were from downtown. Ends up with uh, 5 points. 1 of 9 for Maxi Kleber. Hello, Maxi Kleber. I got a court case of the batons. Uh, yeah, just get close enough to Davis Bertans, and this is what happens. 1 of 9 from the floor, 0 of 6 from downtown, but I think my favorite is still probably going to be Devontae Graham. It's like he had the exact opposite of a revenge game. He went 1 of 8 and 0 of 5. That's right, Devontae Graham's still out there helping the Hornets win games. Two points on 1 of 8 shooting against his old team in 25 minutes. Jesus, do you reckon he owed some of those Charlottes dudes some fucking money? My lord! All right, old mate, no mates. 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 mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? Well, Devontae Graham on the on the Pelicans bus. Everyone be looking and going, oh, yeah? Hey, do you miss Charlotte, do you? Fucking hell, Devontae. Anyway... It's like they needed one more dude to step up and they win that game, and Devontae Graham could not hit a shot. Um, tough scenes there. Definitely like, a, what is it? The pillowcases full of bars of soap in the middle of the night for Devontae Graham. Uh, but all mate, no mates, he's your fucking mate, Brad Beale just shitting on everybody on his current team, who are, don't forget, still playing. And if you needed any more evidence as to uh, why you should probably bet against Washington for the rest of the season... It's because Brad Beal's out there going, we need bigger guards. We need more guys who can get in the paint for us. Our three-point shooting's been shit all year. We suck. We need a big dude. When I do these, when I come off a pin down, I'm trying to do like a quick pass and no one can hit a fucking shot, bro. And everyone's like, Brad, you didn't get along with Spencer Dinwiddie. That's all he does. What are you doing? You and John Wall, you never hung out. What is is happening? It's like, Brad Beal just very clearly hates his own team and uh, if you're asking me, this is like a, uh... I mean, he's not wrong about the, them needing a bigger bodyguard who can get into the paint and do some other shit, but at the same time, THAT'S ALSO WHAT BRAD FUCKING BEAL SHOULD BE DOING! This idiot fucking, oh nah man, I'm a real good three-point shooter. How about you shoot some goddamn threes, Bradley? God damn! How about a panting of the night? Daddy fat fat fat! Daddy fat! Ah, uh, obviously Kevin Love. <laughs> So, you know, playing against his old mucker, LeBron, having a bit of a laugh before their game, some, some, you know, high fives, hanging out, bit of a chat, and then, boom, LeBron detonates on Kevin Love, who did the very smartest thing Kevin Love may have ever done, aside from pushing to get traded to Cleveland from uh, Minnesota. Cleveland! And then, you know, winning a title, playing some great defense on Steph Curry in a uh, pivotal moment of the 2016 finals. But still, Kevin Love saw LeBron coming at him, stood there going, I'm going to take a charge. That crossed his mind for a split second, then he went, oh, wait, that's a fucking dumb idea, and then very smartly backpedaled and jumped out of the way. Or else he would have had LeBron's just giant wang imprinted across his fucking noggin. Like, that's how much it would have been the force with which LeBron did that and where Kevin started before where Kevin ended up. He still ended up on his ass. Getting completely dunked on, but it could have been just that much more worse. And <laughs> That was a panther. And obviously Mike Conley just destroyed Kevin Durant. Uh, got to go the wrong way. Bit of a uh, ankle snapper. Finally, better than Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think he'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. It's Roger Trey Man. He was absolutely awesome today. Just goes out, drops 35, a pretty lazy 35 for the OKC Thunder against Boston. It's just one of those games where you turn around and go, Trey Mann's got 35, SGA's got 31. Like SGA had nine assists, Trey Mann ends up with 35, 7, and 4. Shot 13 of 21, 7 of 12 from downtown. He was on an absolute heater, and the Celtics are like, what do we do to stop this guy? It doesn't matter. Nah, it's all right, we're still going to win. And they did, but at the same time, it was a bit of an interesting way to defend a guy who was just fucking shooting flames out of his ass. But anyway, he was awesome today. Trey man today, you were better than Lonzo Ball. All right, let's do some ENRs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddee. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. Or, commonly known as Wertho. and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some ENAs. They're brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. That's right, come on. Go buy a t shirt, buy a hoodie. Just got cold in Melbourne out of nowhere. Better rug up and get a hoodie. Or, you know, just get a couple of T-shirts. Go absolutely ham. It'll get all made off my case without having them in the uh, room anyway. So either way, get around the NBA Australia shop today. Check them all out. We've got a couple of uh, the old T-shirts are on sale. I'm actually wearing one of the old nickname T-shirts today. Love it. They're on sale. Go check it out. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Or just click on the links in the old facey or the socials. All you need. Boom. Off you go. Uh, go check it out. Right, today's Yeah Nahs, where we take some NBA storylines, decide whether they're more yeah or more nah. Number one, are Philly actually better without Embiid and Harden? Yeah, nah. I mean, if you listen to some of Twitter, yeah. <laughs> it was such a great Twitter moment of everyone just going, Hey, man, are Philly better without Harden and Embiid? That's really good, isn't it? Oh, that's a good one. I love that take. But I'll tell you what, it is fucking weird that like we saw a couple of teams today sit a bunch of their best dudes and still win. Pride is a crazy thing. It's also one of those things where you go, Tyrese Maxey is an absolute fucking weapon. And Tobias Harris is as useless as tits on a bull. Can uh, <laughs> Cade Cunningham, after today's show in nine turnovers, can he still make a run at Rookie of the Year? Yeah, nah. I think there's time. If, he can stay, if Cade Cunningham can stay healthy, there is enough time. Like, Scotty Barnes has been awesome all year. Mobley's been awesome all year as well but they have had like dips whereas Cade he was pretty inefficient as I said on uh, I think it was yesterday's show right like talking about how Giddy should be top four along with Cade and uh, he was pretty inefficient but he's had basically like a stretch where he's been pretty clearly easily one of the top three and if he keeps goes on a bit of a run right now he could actually sort of maybe sneak it away from Scotty B or Evan Mobley if if, if, you know, he throws in a couple of triple doubles, Detroit will win a couple of sneaky games here and there against these teams that are really giving up, <laughs> even though they lost today. He could, but I still think Scotty B and Mobley will uh, outrank him. But there is a chance that K could uh, maybe have a bit of a peek. And lastly, was Jamal Crawford the best sixth man ever? Yeah, no. Nah, nah. People lose their fucking minds about this shit, don't they? Oh, nah, man. Jamal Crawford's the Hooper's Hooper, man. He's just a fucking Hooper, man. Yeah, you know what Hoop's also about? Defense sometimes, fucking! Jesus. The fucking... Jamal Crawford last played defense in, like, 2005. Like, let's all just cool our fucking jets for a second. Um, yeah, he's like probably one of the greatest scoring six men of all time. The you know the direct link from Jamal Crawford to Lou Will to Jordan Jeremy Clarkson to uh, Tyler There Goes My Hero <laughs> It's like it's uh pretty hefty, but at the same time like DJ Robert Horry Vinnie Johnson the Microwave Michael Cooper Tony Coo Coach like but mine is always gonna be Manu like so I'm gonna say yeah nah nah I want to give it to Manu maybe DJ maybe Vinnie Horry was always really great. Horry gave you that great balance of, like, offense and defense. Obviously, Big Shot Bob was clutch as shit when it mattered. Um, But Manu, like, what, he started the 05 title and then he shifted to the bench after that. And then, for like, the next fucking decade was absolutely incredible off the bench. But more importantly, it was like the... He sort of probably changed the face of the way we think about... uh, structuring minutes uh what bench units can actually do because he controlled and impacted the game in ways that not too many other six men kind of did before him like the assist numbers the steals the scoring the shooting he came in and just basically was like all right now i'm just going to run this part of the game for us and like that's massive and like it had happened before obviously but the way manu did it was just so fucking a stylish and b effective that he was able to do it for so much longer than anyone probably thought and it was because he was a six-man. So, Pop making that decision uh, was a huge. And, like, it probably extended Manu's career. It probably extended their window as a team as well, the Spurs. And, like, by the time even they win the 2014 title, like, Manu was still fucking good. And, like, what? He entered the league when he was, like, pretty fucking old, like 25 or something. So, it's like the fact that Manu was that good for that long. Yeah, he came in at 25. Uh, Ends up coming off the bench basically after the 05 season. Yeah, 05 06. And uh, is basically a bench apart from all of like one year where it's a bit fucky. And he was amazing though that entire time. So I'm going to give it to Manu. But look, Jamal Crawford though, he was amazing. He was amazing. I loved him. Uh, Jamal Crawford was awesome. Just so good at filling it up and just going, look. This ball's going to go in and was, like, one of the most pure, amazing, fun scorers to watch in person when, like, he just got on a bit of a uh, roll and you're like, oh, shit. Talk about flames coming out of somebody's ass. Jamal Crawford kind of felt like he always had flames coming out of his ass. Like, the problem is, like, I mean, literally never inspired anything on D. His playmaking for the rest of the team was basically like, ah, fuck it, you take it. Um, but he's probably the greatest scoring six men of all time. Like, he, Lou Will, and, I mean, he had three 50-point games. He, said, he had one when he was at 38. Like, that's incredible. Set the record with bench points in a game with 51 back in 2019. Just, that's amazing. One of three players to score over 10,000 points off the bench. Second all-time behind Lou Will with actual career bench points. But at the same time, the dude played 20 years, and, like, not all of them were bench years. <laughs> like, that is awesome. Love me some Jamal Crawford. And... Because like you think about all those years, like throughout what Chicago, when he was like actually sort of getting into a bit of a groove in his early twenties, and then gets a big contract, goes to New York, making a shit ton of money, filling it up for these horrible Knicks teams, and then sort of does that sort of weird dance. Where he goes from what New York to Golden State to Atlanta to Portland, to the Clippers to Minnesota, and ends up playing for a bunch of different teams. But man, always, always, always scored, always. Like those Clippers teams, you know, from what? The early thousands, so the Blake, Chris Paul ones. So he gets there, 2012, and he's like, you know, averaging 16 points a game off the bench, 18 points off the bench, 15, 14 points off the bench, just crushing it all the way through his mid to late 30s. Good on him. What a legend. And it was just, you know, 51 when you're 38 off the bench. That's absolutely incredible. So most minutes coming off the bench in NBA history with 22,000. He just played that much fucking longer than everybody. <laughs> I love me some Jamal Crawford. So uh, well done, man. Unpopular uh, opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Our flip side. It was kind of weird that it took Jamal Crawford this long to just go, "Yeah, look, now nah, I'm finished." <laughs> like he last played in that weird, that like weird one game that he played for Brooklyn and uh, pulled a Hammy. It's like, yeah, you're fucking old, Jamal. Like we get it. You couldn't guard anyone you were tw- when you were like 27. Like, now you're, like, 41. Like, let's all just fucking chill out. Nah, man, I could go out there and play right now. I'll get your buckets. It's like, you're 42, Jamal. You're not. It's okay, though. We love you. You had a great career. You were amazing. You were so much fun to watch. Jay crossover forever. But also, you know, it's okay to retire, mate. So thanks, man. I do always find it weird, though, with, like, hoopers who just haven't played a lick of defense in, like, the last decade going, nah, man, I could still go out there and get buckets. Like, no one's doubting that. No team wants to play four on five the other way, though. (laughs) I'm just saying. Jesus. All right. Outback takeouts for today. It's Tuesday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. The saddest part part of my work. That's right. I'm going to go back on seek.com.au every Tuesday because... Today's special always takes a couple of my kitchen staff with it before it goes in the pot. It's because it's the world's most deadliest bird. That's right, cassowary casserole. Only at Outback. And today's Flame grill Take is, if the Timberwolves get the six seed and the Warriors get stuck in the three seed, your Minnesota Timberwolves can and will win that matchup. Only... At Outback. There's something about the wolves. The Pat Bev trade, it's like hilarious that like, uh, Jimmy Butler couldn't light a fire under Carl anthony Towns' ass, but like bringing in Ant-Man, who's just a fucking insane competitor and has like the motor of a Ford Raptor in a dude. (laughs) And Pat Bev, who is literally like a junkyard dog in the shape of a human. They're going to make the fucking Warriors life hell. Like, if that happens, and I would love to see that matchup. Could you imagine Andrew Wiggins getting an entire playoff series against his old team? He might go for 50 each game. Cat, a foot taller than Draymond, that'd be awesome. Let's go. Anyway, Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Shane Heal, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Australian Playwatch today. Patty thrills. Patty Mills in that win over Utah. I mentioned that. 13 points. Pretty handy off the bench, was Patty. Shot 5 of 11, 3 of 9 from downtown. 3 rebounds, 1 assist, and a block. Tell you what, this has actually been Patty's best defensive year as well by a long shot. His block numbers are through the roof this year compared to any other one. And uh, I, for one, am enjoying it immensely. Not just because I've had him on one of my uh, fantasy teams all year, but he's absolutely crushed it. Like his block. Totals this year uh like straight ahead of any he's ever had before. And his steal numbers are probably going to be right up there with one of the best ever of his career. So love that. But yeah, just get you some sneaky blocks here and there does Patty. Anyway, speaking of blocks, uh, Aussie Many T didn't get any today. He had five points in 16 minutes in that win over Miami for the Sixers. 1-1 from the floor. It was a three. And then he went two of two at the free throw line. He also had two rebounds and two assists. I mean, usually he's out there getting a million steals and a million blocks. Not today against Miami, but just caused havoc anyway. And Josh Green in that win over Minnesota for Dallas. He played 12 minutes. He was massive load, I'll tell you what that much. Though Two points, 1 of 5 shooting, 0 of 1 from downtown. But uh, had one really important spot late in the fourth. Uh, two rebounds, two assists, one steal and one block. He was bloody huge. Bloody huge. <laughs> Enjoyed that, so there you go. And uh, yeah, Josh Giddy, I still reckon... Pack up, boys, today. Obviously didn't play for OKC with the hip, And uh, no Jock Landau because no Spurs game today. All <laughs> right, let's do a Shane Hill Shooter Shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up, award. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord, for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill Shooter Shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up, award. Jamal Crawford, we're going back in. I love Jamal Crawford. Second all time in points off the bench. Second player ever with three Six Man of the Year awards. One of eight players ever to play 20 seasons in the NBA, which is pretty gnarly. But also a bloke who had three 50 point games in his career. Absolutely chaos. 50 uh, when he was 23 years old. And then he had 51 when he was 38. <laughs> that is insane, isn't it? Uh, but he had that first 50 with the Bulls back in 03, 04. He went 18 of 34 from the floor, 6 of 15 from 3. This is two thousand 2003, 2004. Back when that shit didn't really happen that much, and you just go, oh, I'm going to fucking knock in a million, goddamn, I'm going to hit it heaps of threes. What do you reckon, bro? And like everyone's like, nah, nah, you're not. What do you reckon? And he did. Absolutely unreal. And then... So that was against the Raptors. They ended up winning that game too. So, this is like one of those weird ones where it's like Eddie Curry, Kirk Heinrich, Jamal Crawford, and then just like a no Tyson Chandler on that one, no Jerome Williams, and Antonio Davis playing for that team, Linton Johnson. Jesus. Going up against a Raptors team that had Jalen Rose, Donnie Marshall, Mo, Mo Peterson, Vince Carter, and Chris Bosch. Absolutely chaos. That's how old Jamal Crawford is. Like, <laughs> that's who he's playing against. When he was 23. Uh, and then when he was f- 26, he had 52 points when he played for the Knicks. Shot 20 of 30. 20 of 30 against the Heat. And this is in MSG. It's up against Dwayne Wade, who had 37. It's the GP, Shaq. The team that would uh, had just won the title. And... Uh, Jamal Crawford dropped 52 on the head. He shot 20 of 30, 8 of 10 from 3. Only 4 of 4 from the line. Absolutely amazing. He had 3 rebounds, 1 assist in that one. And uh, and then the other flip side was the incredible Phoenix game, you might remember. Because uh, that was a game. That was a game. Jamal Crawford, age 38, went 18 to 30 from the floor, 7 of 13 from downtown, 51 points, the oldest Played at 51 points off the bench, obviously. <laughs> he was absolutely incredible. So, age 38 in 2019 for the Suns. Jamal Crawford comes off the bench. Like, shoot or shoot, man. And Jamal Crawford always shot. And this is the thing. Compared to his like efficiency to someone like Manu, it's a long way off. But sometimes you could have somebody who's willing to take all those shots. And Jamal Crawford was never, ever afraid of any shot, ever. Unlike Kyrie. All right, uh, (laughs) let's do the uh, Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. And this one is jingling Joe Ingles again because uh, he just tweeted out, Portland tomorrow, let's go. Trailblazers, coffee emoji, coffee emoji, coffee emoji. Just going to go see our man PDX Pete. What do you reckon? Hopefully uh, PDX Pete can uh, bail up jingles, get him a coffee, take him some voodoo donuts, and away we go. Right, let's do some game previews for tomorrow. Game previews, game previews. Thanks, inadvertent bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's the squid? Uh, yeah, look, got off to a bit of a slow start today, but he's all right now. Uh, the asthma, tell you what, bit of a shit one. Just a bit wheezy, bit fucky, but he's all right. He's a tough little cookie. Uh, yeah, so but I've just uh, you know, day and a half looking after him. I'm just wiped. <laughs> Anyway, uh, on the picks today, we went 4 of 9. Oh, a bit of a close one. Six of ele- uh, 611 correct picks so far this season of 1,069. Nice uh, picks in total. So that's pretty good. I'll take that. Uh, but tomorrow, we've got four games. And there's a couple of Corkers in there too. I'll tell you that much. Golden State at Orlando, not one of them. But the Magic at 8.5-point underdogs at home against the Warriors. I'm taking that in, in a heartbeat because Orlando are nowhere near that bad. And at the moment, Golden State are nowhere near that good. Without Steph, we know that Poole, Clay, Dre, they can still fill up. They've got Wiggins, but Orlando just play fucking hard. I'd still definitely go the over here. Uh, but Orlando could easily cover that in a half. Don't worry about that. Atlanta at New York. Trey Young returns to the scene of the crime from last year. The Hawks are one and a half point favourites over New York in New York. I feel like this might be one of those big statement games where the Hawks are like, no, we actually deserve to be in the playoffs. And the Knicks are like, yeah, we've packed her up, boys. <laughs> we can't make the plane. If the Knicks win out, they probably still can't make the play. But the Hawks, I think they can win this one. I think Trey goes off. Give me Atlanta minus one and a half. The Bulls go to Millie okay. I hear it's Algonquin for the Goodland. Chicago at Milwaukee. Bucks are six and a half point favorites with the Bulls on a back-to-back. The Bucks having rested Giannis the other day. Oh, you've got a sore knee, man. Uh... Six and a half is a lot. Chicago are pretty good. They are on a back-to-back, though, and Milwaukee are at home. They laid a bit of an egg against Minnesota. I'm going to take the Bucs minus six and a half for a big bounce back as long as Giannis is playing. Uh, If Giannis is playing, easy. If he's not, I might go Chicago because they might have a bit of a puncher's chance. But Milwaukee, minus six and a half. And then finally, Clippers-Denver, which was really tricky because this is a six and a half point line as well. Denver at home. You know that Joker is just going to go absolutely spare on the Clippers, but the Clippers just have so many weird, random games. But I feel like the Clippers might have their uh, work cut out for them in Denver at altitude to uh, win this one. Even covering the six and a half, I the Clippers are just sort of on fumes at the moment, waiting for a bit of a uh, burst from PG or Kawhi. So I'll take the Nugs one at six and a half and we get a big Joker game. And there you go. That's it for today. So there you go. Awesome. We'll wrap all those up for you tomorrow. Uh, we are daily. Don't forget. We uh, you know, make sure you are following us on Twitter, Facey, IG, roll over the socials, check out NFL Stray with myself and Gaz chopping up about the NFL off-season last week. That was a good one, actually. Uh, go check out Adam with World Wrestling Australia. That's right. Go search that on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter for all of his stuff. MBAstray.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. You can also cling through on the socials to get some merch. Uh, Check us a rating review on your podcast app. Come on. I'd like to thank the folks who have actually gone out of their way and actually done this. I don't have the funds of Bogey. I don't have a marketing budget. It's just little old me. All I need to do is go rate and review, would you? Come on, help a brother out. Manscaped.com. Use the code Straya, get 20% off and free shipping there. Uh, And Noble. Download the Noble app from your app store, bang in the code Straya, get 20% off too. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. Also, thanks go to Joshua De La Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex Jedi, I, Green Green, and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all in Bandcamp, Triple Jane Earth, Facey, Apple Music. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. And uh, screw it. Let's close out today's show with a brand new deli review. And we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. All right. Look after yourselves, as NBA Australia is saying. LATER HOSEN! Oi, 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 how the fuck are you? Is this your old mate Dell over here just popping by for my latest pop culture review? Because my little mate Josh Giddy, he can't do his Giddy reviews at the moment. He's got a sore hip or a sore back or something. Oh, probably from all the rooting he's been doing, eh? Hey, on hey, hey. you, Josh? Hey, oh, get in there, son. Yes, sir. But anyway, nice of uh Nice of NBA Australia to give me the old tap on the shoulder and bring me back in because like, I've just been chilling out, winning games, hanging out in Melbourne, going to Moomba. One of my favorite things as a kid was coming down from fucking Mirabara and just like chucking up everywhere, going around on the gravitron, round and round. This little deli go, this fucking, yeah, it was hilarious, man. But, yeah, so, like, we're cruising along, uh, hanging out. i will be to nice, i pretty good. And uh, I've had to text me mate LeBron back over there in L.A. about all the updates about how my season's going and shit. And, like, oh, when I'll be done, if he needs a hand and shit. But, yeah, so far, I haven't heard back anything. But, I oh, reckon he's just a bit busy, eh, you know? He's got a lot on his plate, LeBron. But, yeah, so, other than that, I'm just about like neck and tins watching my Maggie smash, like, you know. Good to see the Dacos brothers kicking ass. I love it. So, a good week, mate. Yeah, good week. And as far as pop culture views go, like, one of my favourite telly shows is back. I absolutely love it. There's a new season of Drive to Survive. Fuck yeah. I fucking, I tell you, I reckon your old mate Deli over here could have been an F1 driver, eh? Like, all that hooning around Miraburra, me and my best mate Plugger used to do. Fucking, like, that was, like, basically F1, but in lowered VK Commodores and going around, like... The High Street in Meribut. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, based on that, like, I'm probably just as fucking fast as Danny Ricardo. Like, yeah, fuck yes. fucking Nelly But yeah, I fucking love F1. So it's always sick when Netflix catches up and then you drive to survive and shit. Because you get to see all the crazy shit. Lewis and Lando and Danny and shit and Carlos fucking Sainz. And all those mental dudes are doing. And I love that fucking Tito Fucker, That dude is mental ass. He's just like... It is not about anything other than defending. And it's like, all right, mate. You fucking seem like a laugh and a half. You're fucking hilarious. So, yeah, like, no spoils or nothing, but the latest season of Drive to Survive is probably my favourite so far just because of all the insane shit that happened in that season, right? So, like, just go check it out. Like, I fucking love it. It's so good. It's all about the drama, the suspense, like, all the fucking different, like, personalities and shit. And, you know, it's just like, you know, my old Cavs teams and stuff, man. Do you reckon that makes, like, Danny, like, J.R. Smith... Yeah, nice. Anyway, I'll give it at least 74 out of 10 daily ones because it's off the fucking hook this year. So go check it out. Tell us what you reckon. And righto, that's it for me for this week. I'll spec to you next time. All right, later goes, dali out.